Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It's time to get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He's the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowlerjack. Bowler, how are you? You haven't blown away, right? Uh, Jake, almost. Uh, no power. Gordon, I don't know what you're going to do. Austin just said he got power back, but no, we're sitting here last nearly seven hours uh, in the dark, so to speak. I don't have Hopefully. power either, Bowler, but Are of course, really? Gordon, where he's at is is swimming in electricity, right? Gordon, can I come over? Well, I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Paul, are, are you keeping the refrigerator door shut? Oh, yeah, 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 man. That's the biggest issue. Don't open that. Okay. All right. All right. Freezer door. Keep it closed. So, yeah, hopefully it's not a two or three day Baller. ordeal, but we may be faced with that, right? Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, I, I don't want to compound your issues today, but we were just talking about how uh, the Kardashians. What's the dumb show called? Keeping up with the uh, Kardashians. Awesome. Keeping keeping up with the, it's 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 on its last legs. It's, it's oh no the last oh no season, this next season. is it really wow that's dumb. breaking me in two right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what, uh, Jake? What did you uh, think I, of the show? I never saw it. I never saw. No, it I think I saw time. one or two episodes uh, when, uh, uh, of course, Bruce Jenner at the time made the decision to make the transition that, you know, I think it caught a lot of people's attention. And uh, so I, I, I never really, you know, it's, it's just, um, there was a lot of infighting with that family, you know, and I just, I never, no, I didn't really pay much attention to it. What I have paid attention to is you, you three today, since I've had no electricity, I've listened to this show on radio, All right. the old fashioned, the old fashioned right. way. I had fresh batteries in my, um, and my drawer, so I put it in this old radio that's about circa 1980, and doggone it, it works. And all right. So I have decided that all three of you need counseling. We do. Uh, yeah, I, I figured that out today. Yeah, <laughs> Desperately, yeah. I needed more than you know, Buller. Uh, way more than you know. Keep it up oh, with the picture. I was laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to talk uh, some Rudy Gobert with you here, Buller. We found out yeah. uh, in the in the four o'clock hour that he made all defensive first team along with Marcus Smart, Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis, and the Greek Freak. Uh, he received Buller the fourth most first place votes at eighty five. Giannis had ninety seven. Anthony Davis eighty seven. Ben Simmons eighty eight. And uh, and Rudy with eighty five. The other one in the in the the first team is Marcus Smart. But your thoughts on on Rudy's overall season specifically defensively well i mean we know what he is defensively at the rim is just uh, an absolute terror uh i like his recover his, his ability to recover uh and that is if he has to go out and guard the three-point line i've been impressed with his ability to, to turn back at a at a smart sharp angle and recover I, that's i think it's been one of his improvements uh this year uh, we know his screen assists, uh, which, again, is not a defensive but an offensive help for the Jazz, but still the body size of Rudy really helps open up space and gives uh, uh, his teammates better looks, open looks, which uh, is hard in this league to get. Uh, it's just another feather in his cap to prove his worth in this league. And obviously, you know, a two-time NBA uh, you know, Defender of the Year, he, what, he came up third 
uh, last week behind uh, Giannis and AD. And so really it kind of holds true. Uh, you know, third place probably for him, yeah, disappointing. But yet he's a first-team All-NBA uh, defensive first team. Uh, that's a that's a rare honor, which now goes with his two trophies. Um, yeah, he's established himself as uh, as a terror in this league. There's no doubt. Now the question is, can the Jazz since seriously afford him uh, in in the in the max super max deal? And it's just you know again that's the Millers and Dennis Lindsay and everybody else involved decision on where that goes from here. Um, it's great to be a defender, but also in this league, I think you have to have uh, a combination of skills. And Rudy, of course, gives the Jazz a high percentage at the rim, but the outside game, beyond that, there isn't much of. Um, and I'm only using that example of what da- Anthony Davis does, what Giannis Antetokounmpo does, and what Jokic does. I think we've all seen that in the playoffs and the bubble. So, uh, I mean, I applaud him. He's, he's an incredible player that changes up the game and is just uh, to see if the Jazz can afford both those uh, large payrolls, including Donovan Mitchell. So, Bowler, let me uh, ask it a little more pointedly. Is he worth it? Is he worth the Supermax if that's what his demand is? Well, look, I don't think there's a lot of players worth a Supermax in the NBA. I mean, I think there's just a couple, you know, four to five and we can probably count them on, on one hand, right? Um, LeBron obviously is there, and he's proven that. Um, you know, I think when he's healthy, uh, you know, half that Splash Brothers uh, combination, uh, he's proven his worth with MVP uh, trophy. Um, so Curry and LeBron, I, I guess you got to put Giannis in that category because of his dominance in the East and where he's going, even though he's had a disappointing series so far. Um, it's hard, guys. I'm telling you, the money is outrageous, and it's a, it's a commitment by an organization to make sure that they don't financially handcuff themselves for such a long uh, time frame that they can't move or make other um, moves to improve or have players uh, that complement one Rudy Gobert, right? So, man, I I I I just think it's something that they're going to look at. Gordon, statistically, I mean, that's where Locke, you know, will always uh, jump in with numbers, and I think the numbers are very positive in the sense of at the rim and the way that, again, I talked about screen assists. Some people yawn at that particular stat, but still, for the way the Jazz run their offense, it's pretty important what Rudy does for his teammates. And, of course, the high percentage led the league in field goal percentage. Why? Because he lives at the rim. Uh, and when you're 7-1, you probably should. But there's still more to this game than defense. And I think, again, if you can uh, surround him, obviously with offensive, more offensive perimeter power and even another helper on the inside, then – then obviously he's he's worth a, a lot of money. I don't, I'm not sure it's a super max, but I don't make I don't write those checks. I don't make those decisions. But it's going to be a big one to make in the off season. Looking at the rest of the playoffs, Bowler, uh, what has surprised you? Give us a storyline or two that you didn't see coming. Well, let's see. Miami, I think, jumps at me first. Um, uh, boy, I tell you, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, that group seems to be on a incredible mission. Uh, I'm not sure where Giannis is. There's uh, so much talk about him 
if this doesn't work out, making a move west, you know, to join uh, Curry and Thompson or somewhere else. I mean, who knows what, what happens if he doesn't win a championship in Milwaukee. Um, I'm watching the steady play of the Lakers. They had to, I think, adjust to the fast pace of the Houston Rockets. Uh, that's going to be a grinded-out series, in my opinion. And Denver, you know, is still fighting. I mean, that's, that's a good team, guys. It, it really is. I've been more focused on the West than the East, but I've been keeping an eye a lot on what uh, Jimmy Butler's been doing and, and former jazz man Jay Crowder. Um, Boston uh, hasn't really missed that much of a, of a step or a beat, right, without Hayward. So, you know, that's a pretty deep team with a lot of questions in the offseason, too, uh, depending on how far they're going to move. Danny Ainge is a guy that doesn't have a lot of patience, so uh, this is an important, uh, you know, bubble uh, playoff series uh, for for Boston as well, man. But that's what you want, right? There's a storyline with every team, and uh, I've enjoyed watching uh, since we we uh, you know came out of our 17 games that we called. Uh, sadly, didn't get Game Seven, but that's the way it is when ABC jumps in with uh, exclusivity. But man, I had a good time. Uh, wish the crowd was there. I, I'm still trying to. I think I think they've done a good job entertaining the fan to actually give them a little feel of, uh, of being there, uh, but it's still not the same as being in an arena. And I know that uh, Vivint Arena, uh, the, you know, the house I always call the Larry Bill, boy, it missed uh, each and every Jazz fan that, uh, that's walked through that door this year. Bowler is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bowler, I want to switch gears from basketball. What did you think about the Cougs last night, Trouncing Navy? Wow, wow. You know, we ran that same offense in high school, and uh, I was blown away because it's uh, it's it's a complicated offense. But BYU, and it takes well, we what well, we had the advantage in high school that no team really knew how to defend us because it was one week of prep, and they went back and saw most teams in my high school in Kansas City all run a pro set. We ran option, wishbone, however you want to describe it, uh, belly. We had option and pitch, and so. Uh, and I called with Randy Cross at least, oh, my gosh, with Ken Niamatololo. I bet we probably called at least two dozen games with Navy. And I've always admired uh, what those players represent, but also how they play on the football field. All of those players will tell you they're a half a second too slow and maybe a half inch or a quarter inch too small to be given a Power 5 scholarship, right? But yet they, they have the ability to excel in the classroom. So they mix the two. And you get just great effort. But what I saw last night, BYU was well-schooled in defending the bone, the option. And what they took away was the belly just taking it up the gut. And it was incredible to watch the defensive front line uh, just manhandle Navy. And usually that's where they are more of a, of a finesse team. They're not the biggest offensive line, as we know. But um, BYU shut every gap. They were able to slide and read incredibly well. They took away that first option. They covered the edges very well. And I thought it came down to third downs, to be honest. They only made two. And I believe what I read this morning, was it less? About 10 yards per third down average was was yeah. what Navy had to make to get a first down. Pardon me. <laughs> to get a first down. That's dominance. And for the first game out, I was really impressed with the preparation and the game plan that Sataki and his staff came up with. 
because that's a good Navy. Uh, Navy's always been just a finesse, solid, well-coached football team. Last night, I just I, they were they were they were overrun. They were manhandled, in my opinion, by BYU. And yeah, pretty cool, Bowler, that their next game, and uh, I'm running by the, this by you because you used to work there at CBS. Their next game is going to be in the afternoon CBS, basically what usually is the SEC time slot. They've got right. like they've got the 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 Saturday to themselves against Army in two weeks. Pretty amazing the world we're living in. Well, I, you know what BYU impressed a lot of people. You know, it was uh, ESPN last night. Herb Streak's on the call, and you know he had his emotional plea a few days ago about uh, equality. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in college football and beyond. And uh, I thought that was a you know solid broadcast last night. Um, and now you go to CBS, my old haunt for 13 years, and that is the prime you know the prime time spot. I guess it's Nestler. Uh, who'll be uh, in the booth or yep. in the virtual booth? I'm not sure where they'll be, how CBS will play it. But BYU right now, after the first game against uh, Navy and their dominance domination, uh, they do that again against another similar uh, running attack uh, by Army. Then uh, you know they're going to be 2-0 to start a season that was really uh, whether you could even make a season out of this thing, right? So whether they run the table. In this crazy 2020, um, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Because uh, I don't know what kind of recognition that they'll get, but yet uh, I know the schedule gets a little more shaky down the down the road. I don't have it in front of me, but you know, Tom Homo, you got to tip his hat just to put together a schedule, right? I mean, that's he he, he lost half his schedule or more when when uh, conferences begin to shut down. So they got a chance to make some noise. I'm not sure how how many writers will take note of the of, of what they're doing, but I was impressed with their opener for sure. Yeah, they looked great. There's no doubt. Well, Bowler, we love it when you have a chance to drop by. Uh, keep enjoying the playoffs, and let's be let's be happy. We have some football to watch too, my man. Absolutely, man. Football, and uh, you know, and uh, we got hoops, and I've got you guys on the big show. So you know, that's that's a trifecta. That's about all we can ask for right now. You know, Voller, I'm just I'm just really proud that when you have zero other entertain uh, entertainment options mm-hmm. available, you dial into the big show. Thanks, buddy. Well, I, you know, I'm always in the car, and today <laughs> I just wasn't, and so I pulled out this. You ought to see this radio, man. I could. I it's it awesome. is definitely 1980, and I didn't think you know no batteries, but I found them, and so I just sat back and I just uh, tuned in and listened in all day, and uh, I did decide, like I told you, that you guys, uh, you know, when when time allows take a week off and spend a few hours with someone who can help. Baller, <laughs> Baller yeah. is, your, is your radio at home? Does it look like the old yeah. wooden fashion yeah. that the FDR fireside yeah, used to yeah, be? Yeah, it's actually, it stands on the ground, right? Then it has that little, uh, yeah, you know, I'm like listening to Orphan Annie later tonight. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks, Bowler. You're the okay, best. Guys. We appreciate you. We'll see you soon. Take care. The great Craig Bowler Jack, our good friend, television voice of the Utah Jazz.